Yo, welcome to the Hype Geek Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk to you about how gaming influences culture. My name is Rustin Sotoday, and I'm joined here by my co-founder and co-host, Kalu. Kalu. Wow, you're wow. letting me that introduce was, myself this I'm time. Sorry, I'm sorry, that was a boy. I realized halfway through me saying that, that usually I introduce you. But uh, yeah, okay, take take, take the reins, big yeah, boy. I'm, I guess I'm a big boy of this podcast. I hope you guys had a good Memorial Day weekend, three-day weekend. To me, it came up by surprise because every week has pretty much felt like a seven-day weekend. Kyle's been having Just, Memorial Day weeks. Yeah, <laughs> for the past three months or whatever, however long this quarantine has been. But yeah, like literally it just took me by surprise. It was Sunday and my parents were like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, it's Monday. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's Memorial Day. So we just had a nice barbecue. Uh, just chilled a little bit, chilled a little more than we usually would have during like a regular weekend. So it was nice. How was yours, Rustin? Did you do anything special? Uh, No, I, I went home because my dad told me I needed to come home because we needed to work on my car. And so uh, we spent like four hours washing our cars um and i helped my mom build a cabinet uh so basically i was put to work and nice. um yeah that was pretty much it but i got a tan which is cool um really you don't look like it no it's because of the lighting seriously <laughs> look i am tanner Wait, do you have a ring light on no i don't look at that oh. it's just my window but look my face is know, darker man. too i don't know man my body is <laughs> let me see I don't know if we're going to get tos on this, but yeah, I just lifted my shirt. I'm Tanner. I promise you. I promise okay. you I'm Tanner. Um, yeah, that that's what happened. And then I played League of Legends with my friend Eddie, and I've decided that I like to play League of Legends now, and I want to play League of Legends more, and I'm going to do that. Um, Wait, how did that even happen, by the way? Like, which part? The League that, of Legends yeah, part or the, the League of Legends Eddie part? part? Yeah, how, both. Both. They're both. I don't know why I said that. The way it happened was uh, Eddie hit me up. And he was like, yo, I'm playing League of Legends now. And, and uh, you know, you're my gamer friend. So come play League with me. And I was like, okay. You know, I really like Eddie. He's an interesting guy. And uh, I want to spend time with him. So I'll play League because I've always wanted to get into it. But I never had anyone to play it with. And he's like, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm bad. So we can practice together. Yeah. So I played with him. And I realized that, dude, there's something about playing League that makes me feel like a real gamer. Does that make Dude, sense? I, holy fuck. I know exactly what you mean. That's that's the that's how I felt the first time I played Overwatch. Like when I play League, I f- get transported to like a CD PC bong in South Korea, right? Yeah. That's how I felt like. But I also feel like I'm going to war and I'm playing chess because it's like so strategic. And the thing I liked about Rocket League was that you need people around you to make something happen, which League doesn't have that to that much of a degree but it has it more than other games because you can gang people and like help each other out it's it's very tactical very exciting yeah. so i had a lot of fun playing it and when i go home with my laptop i can run it i ran all my mac with 60 frames bro That's so i'm gonna true. bring my keyboard yeah. and mouse with me when i come home and i'll play league there too and they added me to their WhatsApp chat, and it's so, like, PC bong, like, fucking, the emoji is a shitty, like, Android emoji. It's just so, like, Why I feel so Discord? gamer. No, they have a Discord. They also have a okay. WhatsApp group. But I just feel, gotcha. like, a WhatsApp group for League is the most gamer thing that I can gamer say. Shit. It would yeah, be even yeah. more gamer if it was WeChat, honestly. Like, 100%. I, so, yeah, yeah, that was my weekend. <laughs> That's, dude, I felt that way when I played Overwatch because going from being a controller dominant player on like fortnite and call of duty 
and even when i got a pc and still only playing controller on fortnite and call of duty yeah it just felt a little wrong so the moment i'm like even overwatch like it is obviously a lot more competitive in terms of the esports world it, it's a lot bigger than call of duty and fortnite um like just using mouse and keyboard just made me feel like an esports player it just felt insane i felt like a legit actual gamer i felt a little more proud of being able to say i play overwatch rather than just saying oh what, what games do you play you work in the esports industry what games do you play and i always say it's fucking fortnite and call of duty like a it fucking bro so whack, like such just, a bro i sound like a bro yeah, yeah. It it's not a good look it's yeah. not a good look but now i have overwatch on my resume um and i could add like congratulations um, yeah i'm adding like rainbow six to that as i'm playing that a little more <laughs> um grand theft auto is still like doesn't count bro-y, but yeah yeah it doesn't count <laughs> even rocket league almost kind of doesn't count it's it's yeah, a little border. bit if you got overwatch and league over here and then you got call of duty and fortnite on the bro side mm-hmm. rocket league is the middle one in my opinion. middle yeah yeah it's gotcha. it's the bridge between the bros and the gamers and with yeah, that being absolutely. said let's bridge into our next topics of the week we're on the intro song Cool. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about a Formula E driver um, who basically mulliganed. Fuck. Sorry, it's not a mulligan. <laughs> he basically Ferris Bueller'd his own competition. <laughs> so he Ferris Bueller'd himself. That's very interesting to talk about. We're also going to talk about uh, a new makeup collab with a video game that you've never heard of that was massive. We're going to talk about a very interesting Animal Crossing fashion show done by a legendary place. And then we're also going to talk about the Fortnite, you know, National Championship Series or whatever the FNCS stands for. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not a bro. And uh, it made people's lives and it ruined people's lives. We're going to talk about that. That's everything we're talking about on the Hype Geek podcast. Let's start with Formula E. CAC, can you give us a background on what happened at Formula E? Wait, first update me what is what is formula e in comparison to like formula one and shit like that like what are the differences do you know i, yeah, I don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. formula s sports that's what oh it is. okay yes so gotcha wait 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 so, actually so are all, hang on no you continue yeah, what you're saying so that there's something going on let me just double check here yes no it's it is no it's no yes it's not yes yes let me see hang on no, it's yeah, it is. It is. It's digital. It's digital. It's one hundred percent digital. Yeah. Formula E stands for. Formula Why wouldn't E-sport. it be, bro? Formula E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what I'm assuming is that all Formula One racers are now Formula E drivers Correct. or racers because everyone in the Formula the NASCAR racing world is like doing online competitions because of the COVID stuff. Okay. So what has happened in this scenario? is it's pretty funny because we hear some of this happening in like the big esports world where people are playing for other people in certain games you know like you could have some player fill fill you in for your position especially when it's not a LAN event and it's so funny that this happened during a formula e racing competition and it's a lot earlier of like an esport quote unquote so like the regulations are probably less like you probably don't have as many like proof points on like whether you're actually driving or not but one driver actually got caught he got disqualified and dropped by his sponsor audi master sponsor audi the fucking car audi just dropped him and he had that sponsor before and he risked it all because he just had someone in place for him driving and it's funny how he was caught too it's kind of like in gaming when you see when you're like familiar with this player and he just starts shitting on you all like on you all of a sudden just like absolutely destroying you 
and you're like, okay, something's a little up here. So what's happened was he never placed higher than like 15th in like any race or whatever. And all okay. of a sudden he's like being this one dude who like, and he got second and like beat this guy. And this dude and this other dude, I forgot what his name was, was like, yo, like this is a little sus. Like he never places higher than 15. Like, how the fuck is he like beating me? Like I guarantee you he's not playing. Like someone told tell him to turn on his Zoom camera next time he races and like prove it because I don't believe it. And so what they did was they tracked his IP address back to the racer. So this guy, like, he literally had some other dude from, like, somewhere else. He was a pro. This guy, the person who filled in for him was an actual pro, like, Formula E driver. Like, he, this is all he does. He doesn't actually race in cars. He had him fill in for him from a different place with a different IP. And that's how he got caught is when they traced back the two IPs. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> okay. Let's unpack this a little bit. So he decided to not participate in this race. It was a UNICEF like charitable tournament. Okay. So his reasoning behind it was that, well, it's not a serious race. I'm not getting any points in what I actually do. So since it's not like an actual important thing, like I'm not going to take it. I don't want to take it seriously. That's how he, he justified it. And he says that in Mm -hmm. his apology letter, like, look, I know it was wrong, but also like this race doesn't really matter. He didn't say it like that in a very disingenuous way like i just did but basically the race didn't matter to him and he decided to bring someone else in to do the race turns out that this person was actually better than him and that's how they found out is that true cat no 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 so it's not because he was better than him it's or it it is because he is better than him but like this guy so sorry we got the two names we got the names wrong it's split so daniel apt is the driver. this guy is the professional driver um, who is now in Formula E because of the COVID stuff. He got 18-year-old Lorenz Horzing. Got this it. Guy. We thought it was one whole name. Got so it. These two different guys. Lorenz Horzing, who is an 18-year-old racer, to fill in for him. So this guy, when you only play, like, there is still got to be a difference between real-life racing with esports racing, right? Mm-hmm. So when all you do is esports race and you learn, like, just like any gamer, you're able to put so many fucking hours into it. You learn the little things and you're less risk-adverse because you're not used to being in an actual car, right? Like right. real drivers, I, I assume when they're in like an actual stimulate simulation, they're playing and driving as if they're like, there's a lot on the line. Like you could crash and you could get injured and stuff, right? But as an esports player, you're just used to like, you know, taking the fast corners and doing all this shit and really right. learning the game. Right. He's a gamer. Right. So that's why he plays really, really high. I mean, that's not why, but that's like- Compared to how- like some, Yeah. Compared to how the actual driver places. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And they tracked his IP address and they figured this out and then Audi dropped him um yeah. because yeah bro you have to show up whether you want to or not that's your job um i, I kind of an excuse though do you think it's just an excuse that maybe he just like really wanted to win or like he didn't care because if if he didn't care maybe just drive and just not try right, right. but you can't not try because everyone's looking at you even like yeah. if you placed last place his sponsor would be like what the fuck you that's see true. so like yeah. he just wanted to relax and he's like this formula e shit doesn't matter to me let me put this person in. Lo and behold, he tried to Ferris Bueller it and he messed up because the guy, his replacement was better than him and that's how they figured it out. That's a shitty yeah. way for it to find out. Um, our guy, <laughs> yeah. Daniel, listen, yeah. uh, next time just don't do that, you know, and everything will be okay. But we'll see what happens. I wonder how that'll affect uh, his you future sponsors. Find, like 10K euros Jesus well Christ, dude. They took this pretty seriously. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. It's good yeah. that like you know esports is real. They're not, they're not siding. They're not siding with like this dude who just doesn't believe this gaming type thing isn't as important. Right. They're saying like, look, there's serious consequences because 
even though it's not as real as you might think it is, it has like an importance to it, right? Right. It's like with many video games as well. A lot of people kind of don't understand is that some people see it as video games, some people see it as potential career options, a lot of like an escape. There's like so many different benefits to anything. So it's kind of a good metaphor to a bigger story of what esports has to hold in that like you can't just dismiss it and just cheat through it and expect everything to be okay because right. um, relative to you it might be small but relative to others it could be a Gotta lot take more important this shit seriously yep all right let's move on to our next topic makeup collabs in esports never thought that i would be saying something like this um but yeah. continually every day gaming surprises me so there's this game called honor of kings it's basically league of legends on your phone um and it's a chinese version and they've partnered with Mac, the cosmetics company, to release a makeup line based on characters in the game. Uh, this is the second time that they've partnered. The first time they partnered, they had 14,000 pre-orders across three platforms. And they basically sold out of all their lipstick sales across every channel within 24 hours of launching. So it's a very uh-huh. successful partnership. Fast forward, we have a second partnership. And this time, they're promoting it with Li Jiaqi. I don't know if I pronounce that correctly but he is what they call the millionaire lipstick king in china and in this partnership they sold fifteen thousand units in five minutes of live streaming five minutes and how far right. apart do you know how far apart between partnership one and partnership two like how many years uh i don't yeah. know um but i think that this might be the third partnership because they just renewed the partner like there's a third partnership happening but they just renewed it Mm -hmm. i don't know honor of kings has been around for a little bit but i'm sure it's been within the last two or three two years honestly um because lee jiaqi really only blew up in the past year so that like i mean this game also really only blew up in the last two years so there's like some correlation between that stat yeah i want to can we back can we back backtrack for a sec yeah what is a lipstick king and, okay yeah, yeah yeah and why is it just a china yes. like do we have lipstick kings in america like, we do we have lipstick queens and i'll explain we i don't know okay. and lipstick kings actually now that i think about this so let me unpack it, one are they makeup influencers is that what yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah but let me explain break it down, break it down. okay first we're gonna unpack the lipstick king then we're gonna unpack why this collab worked because in my opinion brain i didn't think that this would work makeup to gamers a largely male dominated audience how does that work right yeah so that's my first thought okay lipstick king we're unpacking that so basically this guy in china is called the lipstick king because he can sell makeup like fucking gangbusters he has 40 million followers on Douyin, which is china's version of tiktok and he started as like a makeup sales clerk at these malls right you know when you're walking by the booths and they're trying to sell you shit yeah. he's one of those guys but then he just yeah. blew up on TikTok because he would like record videos of him putting on lipstick and giving reviews. And I guess women in China loved him. And so he became a very influ- influential makeup person. And he apparently sold $145 million worth of makeup on the singles day in China this past year. He did a live stream with Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, him together. They sold makeup like crazy shit. This guy is like the Chinese Jeffree Star or like uh, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. James right. Uh, James yeah, Charles, they yeah. all collab together, made makeup like, right? Like he's that version. Or like the female version is Kylie Jenner. Li Jiaqi yeah. is the Kylie Jenner of China. And so mm-hmm. they're like, let's take that guy and let's sell makeup. 
through a video game. And that's the part where I was like, okay, does he have a male audience or female audience? Okay, obviously he has a largely female audience. Gaming, traditionally, the industry is largely male dominated. So how is a makeup collab going to work in this space? Well, it turned- I would argue that, sorry, just to interrupt, uh-huh. Honor of Kings being a mobile game automatically makes the gender from male to female skewed little t- more towards female because of the accessibility of it. We always exactly. see most for mobile games. And also it being a Chinese game predominantly, right? From China. The and culture Tencent is more it. accepting of it. And the, cultural, the culture of like in China, like female gamers are way bigger in America. So being mobile in a Chinese game with this influencer is the reason why it's allowed in like five minutes compared to like 24 hours from the fast first partnership. That's exactly what I was going to say, which is essentially in China, the culture is different. Everyone's a gamer mm-hmm. there, right? And then you combine that with the fact that it's mobile. So it's more inviting to the female demo. If you were to compare yeah. it to the US, mobile games uh, usually have a better split of the genders than platform like consoles or PCs. So those two reasons are why and then you combine the third factor, which is that the characters that they use for the makeup line, each makeup style is, or the lipstick style is based on a character's colorway and who they are. The characters that they chose were a boy band in the game this time. This article calls them a boy band. I don't play the game, so I can't really confirm. Maybe there was a mistranslation, but we've seen characters based on bands before, right? Like League of Legends had KDA, which is a girl pop band, right? So like mm-hmm. they probably had a guy pop band and it's not uncommon in Asian culture or even any culture to have boy bands, right? Like I'm drawing comparisons to uh, BTS in South Korea and all the K-pop. So there's there's something there that all combined yeah. into this beautiful storm of being able to sell hella fucking makeup through video games and through a very interesting influencer. And so that was very hyped yeah. to us. And, and also, also to note, they sold out within five minutes of live streaming it as well, right? So there was mm-hmm. a live stream component to it, which is, a lot more innovative than just um, all sales channels within 24 hours of launch, um, in which they did on the first partnership. So, Kat, if we were approached by a makeup company or a predominantly female brand, how would you market them? I would in the gaming I mean, space. You have to, in the gaming space, yeah, not Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, I would, like, you know, I would do it. I think it's very smart how they did in that they attached it to these characters in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you feel like it comes from something important because if it was just us and we attach it to a random brand or like a fucking organization or some shit like that maybe like female org that could work but when you attach it to a character and someone that you like like arguably in-game characters and heroes are bigger influencers than even like the streamers you watch correct because you're interacting with them a lot more than right. anything right and you feel like you it's you like think you're that like person merch. yeah and like Pete, that's why there's pop figures for like Overwatch characters. I literally think I'm Lucio. I I identify with Lucio. Yeah. 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 So like that, like in-game characters could arguably be the biggest influencers. So when it comes to something like makeup Hmm. that isn't as endemic to the space, attaching it to female characters are probably the best way to do it. So I would approach it that way too, because you could see the colorways. Like, and if you see this picture, I wish we could show on stream. If you can see the pictures of the makeup to the characters, it all has like a very color coded manner of like, I could see why they're using purple here because like she has this purple dress or has purple lipstick or has purple hair, um, stuff like that, where it's like, it's easy to tie it back to your character. So if you have it in your purse or you have it, you look at it, you kind of reminds you of like the game and the character and you feel like you're using what that character uses and you identify with them even more. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool. I really like how they did it. And that's how, that's exactly how I would do it. I would probably take it with the new game. 
uh, Overwatch or something like that, Overwatch 2, and do it that way. Yeah, I mean, and I think to continue on with the girl gamer trend and interesting things that are happening in gaming around females, this next topic is really on the money. Hype, which is the female side of Hype Beast, which is an online publication just around street culture, streetwear, that whole side of things, is hosting a fashion show in Animal Crossing. Uh, so it's not really anything new, right? Like we've even hosted a fashion show. Everyone talks about doing fashion shows, Animal Crossing now. Um, it's become the norm. But what's cool is to see a major publication like Hype Bay is hosting their own fashion show. Right, they're the ones that broke the news about uh, Valentino and Mark Jacobs doing collabs in Animal Crossing. Right, so they're being super mm-hmm. proactive about pushing forward like this girl gamer through their big platform, which is so cool to me. Like, it's great to see that that it's just becoming more and more a part of our culture. Um, and mm. like, if you look at the Hype Bay website, there's just a bunch of articles about Animal Crossing. Uh, like, the Glossier hoodie is for sale in Animal Crossing. Right, so like. They're taking a big pro- approach. This fashion show is invite only. So my guess is you need to have like a certain amount of followers or have some sort of influence to be in the show. And then they're streaming it live on YouTube. So that's pretty cool. Um, Kat, what's your what's your take on Animal Crossing? What do you think people can do with Animal Crossing? Again, on the female side of things, can you spin what you just mentioned about using Mm in-game characters what's the next step of that how would you do with animal crossing if we're talking about makeup products or just any like female products uh we can stick with makeup to make it easier for people to understand Uh, actually it might be difficult because makeup doesn't have a feature in the game yeah yeah and it's and apparel graphics of crossing yeah it's it's like the graphics of animal crossing isn't as intensive where it showcases like the aesthetic of certain products right um but with apparel then a fashion show would be perfect i'm just I'm just, I mean, I don't play much Animal Crossing, so I'm trying to understand, like, the massive appeal of, like, when I play a game, like, for example, like, Overwatch, I understand the appeal of identifying with a character, right? Mm -hmm. Your own character in Animal Crossing, you identify with it just as, like, an alternate, like, gaming version of yourself, right? That's why people make themselves look like a character. They don't usually make it look super far different. So you're kind of using your character as your digital version of yourself and doing shit in there, like making a dope house and like kind of making money and finding resources in a, in a digital world. Right. So we're looking at products and the value of products. It's gotta be something that's in the game. Your character finds valuable. So if it's an apparel, I don't know anything about what like the apparel costs or what it takes to make apparel or whatever in animal crossing. Cause I haven't even a lot touched of the game. time and effort to make your own stuff. Yeah, so it would have to be something about showing value within Animal Crossing through the digital lens, right? Not what I would find valuable, but what my character in-game would find valuable. So, like, just from understanding how, I don't understand, but from hearing how, like, the stock market works Mm, and, like, the, mm -hmm. the Dow Jones or whatever works in the game, they're trying to, like, they're trying to incorporate this monetary value within the game, right? It's the reason why they have those different features in the game. So tying it to real value in the game as a product is what's really important. How to do that and with what product is a little more specific that you would have to specify. But if you're like a product company out there trying to look into like advertising on Animal Crossing, just know that people have like a split, almost like a split personality on understanding what real life value is to the in-game value. And sometimes it crosses over, right? Because you understand that like in-game value doesn't translate to like real life cash. 
but the time and time equals money as everyone says the time in the real world does translate to your in-game value and that's where people are starting to understand wow. like, the transition between these two digital and real worlds so to find that digital like it doesn't have to cost money in real life but if it costs time and effort and value in the then game that's how you create product value yeah holy shit cat that was a really good one dude uh that was Thanks, very man. good let's continue on this front of time and money fortnite talk to me yes what happened so the fncs grand championship what does fncs stand for i think it's just fortnite fn and then championship Champion series, series fncs Got yeah it. That's not abbreviation. That is not a proper abbreviation. Also, it's because ID ID is not a proper identification. It's fuck abbreviation, right? Because <laughs> yeah. what does the I and ID stand for? Yeah, but you can't say identification. Like, what does the D stand for? Up, imagine a cop pulls up to your window and goes, "Yo, plug your eye." Okay, <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be ID. Like Fortnite, I guess. Like. Yeah, F and, I don't know, Fortnite. Fuck it. But, Talk to us. Yeah, That's FNCS, their champion series, championship series, grand finals happened this past weekend. It's been a pretty long buildup from, like, the qualifiers and all that stuff. There were some complaints. And, like, I honestly, I was massive in Fortnite just, like, last year. But with the FNCS, like, starting after, like, the World Cup happening, like, after the World Fortnite Cup, was it called the World Cup? Yeah, I even forgot. It's, it's called, called the World, World Cup. Cup, right? Holy yeah. shit! I, I don't know. What, I used yeah. to be so big in the, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Yo, after the World Cup happened, I just stopped watching. Like I felt like the tournaments that were hosted digitally weren't as important anymore. They just felt like they lacked some sort of value in in watching every single day because it was just so many different players. You didn't really form an attachment. A lot of the pros obviously have been complaining. It kind of attributes to my lack of of like feeling passion for the game, but. Regardless, they still went on, obviously, besides people kind of shitting on them because there's still a ton of money on the line. Um, they did it within all the different regions of NA West, NA East, um, Oceania, um, Europe, Brazil, Asia. It's like they had all, they had different cat or they had different tournaments pretty much um, for each different region. And kids cashed out pretty much. Yeah. A ton of kids cashed out. I think first place got like a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe like $400,000, I believe, in certain regions. I think how they still did it was how they did it with the World Cup, where when you qualify in certain regions, the prize is different because with each region, there are a different amount of players. Hmm. So I think NA East has a lot more competitive players and a lot more players in Fortnite in general that the prize pool money is higher. I think, don't quote me on that. I'm not too sure, but it's just like in the World Cup when they're qualifying, they let in more people in NA East because there's more talented players there. Got it. Um, so the prize pool, I think is different throughout, but I think a total was like a couple million or whatever. And a ton of kids got like hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is really impressive. And it just shows that like, because this game is so accessible to so many people, there are kids who just, you know, you're familiar with the pro players, like people on Face, people on Heart Thieves, and um, the main streamers. But out of nowhere, a tournament like this could just create some kid's career and some kid's life in esports when he just does well in one tournament. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's like the greatest player of all time. Just like how Booga, even though like he won the World Cup, might not mean he's the best player. He could have just had a really good day in comparison to other players, right? It's very just, you have to clutch up and you have to show up on the day. Um, but with massive events like this, when you do show up on that day, it sets you up for a really long time. So this player, I think his name was Furious. Mm -hmm. He wasn't that well-known of a player. I believe he was a controller player, and it 
goes again towards the argument of people should nerf controller because a lot of controller players showed up in this tournament. But he was a controller player and he made like a hundred thousand bucks or something. He popped like that. off. And people, he won. Yeah, he popped off. Yeah, and he's he is not. Um, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He got twenty thousand so anyway, followers on Twitter. Him. Yeah, he just, just blew hit up. like he just now got twenty thousand. So I'm assuming before that he probably had like less than ten thousand, if not maybe just like a thousand. Fortnite so, changes yeah, lives. Fortnite changes lives still. It's just proving so every single tournament, um, every single massive tournament, which is great. I do think that the state of Fortnite comp- competition is dwindling a little bit. I think something happened with just their conversations with the community that there isn't that spark anymore. Um, they just kept letting it fall, and they just never really try to pick it back up and try to like spark this interest. It seems like a lot of things that they're innovating on is more on the advertising and casual consumer basis side with like party around right. stuff like that. But on the competitive side, we don't see any innovation on like how to make these tournaments feel more important. Like they did announce like the world cup in 2021 or whatever is going to happen. Um, and we'll probably see more towards that side of things. But again, Fortnite just being a game that, has to cater to the casual and competitive audience is always going to be hard yeah it's just it's always going to be difficult ongoing debate yeah i think on the casual side with the party royale it's interesting i think it's eventually going to be their hub world like when you get into the game you just go mm-hmm. into party royale initially and then you can like yeah. fire up a game fire up comp directly from there i think mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. we're gonna eventually have yeah. which just got, kind of yeah. shows you like the direction that fortnite is is going towards which is more the social network side right like they're like yeah. hey come hang out with us we got comp we got normal we got fucking movies we got fucking concerts that's what they're trying to do they're not trying to be the next league of legends or yeah, the next they premiered a new movie on party royale mm. was it a movie yeah World no World movie trailer we didn't talk about that shit yeah tenant christopher nolan's new yeah. movie is being the the trailers are being shown in Fortnite right now in party royale and then eventually he's yeah. going to premiere the movie in that yeah because you can't go to movie theaters anymore and if it goes yeah. well that's the future bro so it's, you know for a fact yeah. that i'm pulling up my cousins i was at a party this i wasn't at a party i was at my cousin's house with my other cousins okay and we were talking <laughs> Shame. about how Shame. <laughs> we were talking about how this christopher nolan thing is happening and they're like fuck dude why would i go watch it in fortnite i'm like what you want to i don't want to fucking sit on my couch and watch it alone i want to watch it with my friends i can sit with 16 of my friends in fortnite and watch a movie that's way more fun to me than sitting on my couch and watching fucking netflix are you kidding me yeah yeah we we, let's go off on this a little bit it's it's so true that with we talked about this quarantine having a lot of benefits to esports because people are just playing more games that's the easiest thing to point towards but there are industries that need to lean onto the digital world. Like movie theaters are now releasing movies that you could buy. Like when it does release, like say like a movie comes out Friday, you could buy it and watch in your living room now. Right. Yeah. And like you, you could just, you don't have to stop there. You could use a digital world to show your movie and use games that have created 3d worlds and environments to help enhance the experience of a movie theater watching experience. And the- that's where video games also helps. It's not just the gaming gameplay. It's the community and the lifestyle of being able to hang out in like a 3d world. Yeah. Um, that's really cool to me. So it's, it's cool to see video games supporting other industries like that as well. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful in a weird way that, the quarantine is eroding uh, societal structures that are pointless, right? Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Back on the FNCS, though, one last thing I want to talk about. Oh, we sorry. talked about 
it making lives, but we also want to talk about it ruining lives. destroying reputations. There's this one Fortnite player. His name was Seko Sama from the Asia. I think he was, I think he's a Japanese player. He's from the Asia server. So during the Asia, Asia um, tournament hours, they were playing and he got first place by, I think just like maybe like 15 ish points. No, actually only like seven points. He got first place by seven points, but he was then shortly after winning, got banned for like 14 days or something for cheating. Cheating. And there were clips that showed that he was teaming with someone. Damn. Like his teammate would like, they were apparently on the same Discord call or whatever. Damn, uh, dude. His teammate would like, his, they would drop heals for him in Storm before that person died, let him kill and like drop all the heals and stuff like that. My, my problem with this is that if you're getting first place, there's no way you're getting to first place just by teaming. So why risk everything? When you could have done pretty well just like playing by yourself like dropping heals for you and doing that shit and maybe feeding you one kill isn't going to win you the entire fucking tournament it requires so, like, a self-belief a... he has to believe yeah, that he's it... really good apparently not yeah like, he, if he didn't have that teammate he could have still top place like top 10 if not top five maybe even like first or second like you didn't need to do those things so it's just such a waste of fucking time yeah um it just ties back to like even the nascar race driver i mean it's a little different because he would have done significantly worse for it not being (laughs) cheating but it's just cheating everywhere and like that's again we just talked about the benefits of esports but the bad part is that online things just come with a certain cost and a toll of just having hard regulations and just having people just abuse the internet and that's just what we see so you know it's a yin and yang there's a balance for everything but i think the esports industry is doing a good job trying to um, make sure that you know there's less harassment less cheating and it's still always going to be there but it's just something to be aware about when you're looking to the industry you know good things and bad things yep and that's it from us for the hype geek podcast thank you so much for tuning in make sure you're subscribing sharing it with your friends following it on our socials uh i'm at rustin r-u-s-t-1-n he's kapow k-h-a-p-0-w thank you so much and uh we'll see you guys next week yep stay at home